Slice the Podcast is brought to you by Vagaland, a different way to get a mortgage. Vagaland provides insight and advice so you can make informed decisions for the future of your family. Welcome to Slice, property made possible. We are a platform on a mission to reduce barriers to home ownership. This podcast is a safe space for our community to learn together and build the confidence required to start on their property journey. When you're ready to start, head along to slicedubai.com and sign up for your free dashboard. Kia ora, I'm Amy. And kia ora, I'm Jenna. And we're doing a podcast. We are Jenna, and I never call you Jenna, so probably a good time to outline I'll be referring to Jenna as DJ and maybe Deej and anything else I can think of throughout the series. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, so let's start things off. Why are we here today? What are we doing? Wait, you don't know? We've talked about this, Deej. This is the briefing. No, so I guess we're here because uh, buying property is a really difficult process, and we're trying to provide information on how you can do that and do that easily. So this information hasn't been readily available to a lot of people um, of different areas in society. So, I mean, we, as women, we didn't get bank accounts until the 60s and then around the 70s, uh, people were still struggling to get mortgages, particularly women and people of Māori descent. So. I remember there's a story about a lady called Kay who went into the bank and she had a 25% deposit, which would absolutely get you across the line in this day and age, but she got declined. So she went back again a year later with a 33% deposit and still got declined because she didn't have a man co-signing the mortgage. So we're trying to, yeah, Yeah. obviously that's not even that long ago, the 70s, but Um, Times have changed and luckily we have a lot more rights and uh, now this is about also educating, you know, people who now have those rights on what's the easiest and best way to get into property. So, yeah, that's what we'll be talking about and hopefully you guys will enjoy listening along and learning. Awesome. So you've been working also in home ownership for a wee while now, um, which feels like a good segue into the Slice platform itself. So you happy to give us a little breakdown into, you know, what, what is Slice exactly? What yeah, absolutely. So Slice is basically an education platform and a platform to support you with alternative ways into home ownership, fractional ownership, or just if you don't know where to to go and it's your first time buying a home. So we know that, or we may not know actually, but housing is a human right. So yeah, so what we're trying to do with Slice is it's a technical platform. So it's an online platform where you get guided through the buying journey step by step. Um, you get support with your finances, with your legals, and it just basically helps you get that understanding before you even have to pay anyone to help you with the journey. So that's what that platform is. But then this podcast is to actually help our community build their confidence before they even kind of get into that journey. Yeah, great. So how is this going to work and, you know, why are we doing this together um, do you want to talk a bit about your own experience and you know what brought about Slice in the first place? Yeah, sure. So my background was um, in banking and law, so I've been working in, in both those areas for the last 10 years. 
um, admitted as a barrister and solicitor. So I got to wear the fun little wig thing. Um, and also, yeah, that's that's why you do it. Um, it was a big student loan, but yeah, the wig. Um, and then also um, I was financially accredited as an advisor as well. Um, so I've spent a lot of time in that space and seeing the challenges around getting finance, around managing your co-owner relationships and managing just the legal process of buying a home. Um, and I myself was a first home buyer while I was kind of going on that journey and found it really difficult. So I built the platform out sort of for myself in, in the first part um, and then for others. So I've bought two properties using the platform, only had 40K uh, to contribute to both of those properties. Um, but managed to buy the first property with my mum and then the second property I supported my partner in after only knowing him for three months. So That's another story. We're, we're on a journey. <laughs> we'll, we'll go into some detail probably throughout the podcast around that um, without getting too personal. But, um, but yeah, that's where the platform comes in. It protects those relationships and, and helps you manage that so that everything's kept fair and, and transparent. Yeah, perfect. Amazing. So why is property ownership so important to you personally? Yeah, so this is this is a bit of a story and it's one like getting ready for this podcast. I was like, oh, I need to probably share my why and get comfortable with doing that. So mm -hmm. settle in, Deej. Buckling up. Yeah, so my parents separated when I was younger, um, around five, and we had to move out of our family home and my brothers actually ended up like living in the garage at my grandparents' place whilst mum worked out how to kind of get us back um, in a place where, you know, we could feel safe and rebuild that family home. So we ended up, um, or she ended up working really hard to obviously do that and getting us into that next property. And then she actually um, sort of renovated that and moved on to the next one. And so it's been really formative for me, I guess, watching her strive so hard to create that stability for her family. Um, and as a result, I always kind of associated home ownership as not only financial security, but probably also like emotional security, like your mental well-being, and just totally. having that space. So I really wanted to buy a home and buy it kind of before I even had a partner for some of those reasons, like those personal reasons. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of my why. And I now that I've been successful in doing that for myself, it's about doing it for others and helping other people see that it's a lot more achievable than you realise, you know, I only had 40K and I've managed Crazy. to buy two properties. So like it, it can happen, but you just need to know about what those options are that are available to you. What about you, Deej? You're here to DJ, obviously. But what, what's you know what's your background? Do you want to share a little bit about that with sure. with us? Sure. So no, not a law background. I actually did an undergrad and postgrad in public health, um, which actually has a lot to do with why you know I'm here doing this with you. You know, when you looked at you know access to home ownership, um, that sets the foundation. But in terms of my own yeah career, um, I did start in a um, startup. Um, role um, primarily in growth at an education technology startup uh, for some years and then moved into uh, management consulting uh, for a while. Um, that was not my flavour and so I now work in um, big tech. Um, I work in a growth role uh, at Amazon and am really loving it. So yeah, like yourself, 
tech gal, for sure. Yeah, it's fair to say that's probably one of the original <laughs> things we bonded of, given there's not that many of us in the tech space definitely, at the moment. Definitely, not um, enough wahine in the tech space, so. Another yeah. problem we have to solve, but for a different podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. a whole other EP. <laughs> and in terms of property as well, what were, you know, what were your motivations for moving into that space? I mean, you spoke about public health and that, yeah. you know, there's a lack of accessibility for that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that sort of, that accessibility thing is a big problem yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's a, there's a widening gap, right, um, between, you know, um, the lower end and upper end. There's like an extortionate amount of wealth at the top echelon, I guess you could say, of like society. Um, and, you know, if there's a way for us to sort of provide access to education um, that, you know, sort of demystifies the whole purchasing process, which often is, you know, a big thing. It's education, right? Like not knowing, you know, what to do, where to start. Um, that, you know, feels like we're somehow addressing that widening gap. Um, alrighty. So, of course, it's important to understand, you know, why we're here, why we're doing this, but who are we trying to help exactly? Yeah, great question. I mean, there are a lot of customers that Slice will be able to support. Uh, primarily, you know, we were made to reduce barriers to home ownership, so really focused on first home buyers. Um, that was the, the intention. But as we've gone through the journey, we've realised we can, you know, help people that are buying for a second time or, you know, even parents helping children and there's a lot of different use cases. The the most common are probably parent and child that we're seeing, Bank of Mum and Dad being the fifth biggest sure. bank in Australasia. Oh. Um, and yeah, so ask Mum or Dad. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the other thing is we'll go into the detail around that, but it doesn't always have to be them putting up cash. Like they might not have cash, but they might have equity in the property. Yeah. But that's a really, a really key um, sort of group of people we can support. The others is actually, well, I'm kind of picking the use cases that I've done, but going in with a partner that's early stage, or just if you're putting in different contributions or your parents are putting in a bit as well, like just to keep things fair, yeah, it can be really great for those in a relationship. And we'll go into that in more detail. Um, and also, if you're buying by yourself and you just want to get comfortable with the buying journey, it can still be a great tool. But if you're at the very beginning of considering home ownership, you should start here because actually you'll get an understanding of what all those options are that are available to you. In terms of, um, yeah, where, where we're going as well, I guess, um, we're going to try and break down in each episode each step of the, of the buying journey. Yeah. And they're going to, yeah, charge accepted. <laughs> they are going to be pretty packed with jam uh, but we will you know we will try and keep it to a, a few points in each episode and then as you're going through the buying journey or you know when you're ready to begin that you can go back and re-listen to things at the various stages of your journey so mm -hmm. it will also be quite linear probably because that's just how my mind works but we'll go from like this is the first thing you need to consider now when you're actually you know attending an auction this is what you consider and when you look to sell you know this is what you you need to consider so we'll break that down um, and then you'll be able to re-listen to the episodes at whatever stage you are at in your journey. Awesome. So I think you just covered what we can look forward to and what we're going to be covering. Oh, you can also, body. you can just look so. forward to the banter too, can't you, DJ? I mean, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> highlight, highlight. I'm just going to.
put a disclaimer out there. You will be hearing me refer to Amy as Moss in the upcoming episodes. It's not a third person on the podcast. It's just another nickname we, we have for Amy here. Um, but aside from that, let's just jump straight in, knowing where to start in the whole property purchasing process. It's, it's, it's a tough one, you know, in terms of our own experiences. It was a bit confusing for us individually. Do you want to start off with what your journey looked like, Moss? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, one of the biggest things that our customers say is that they don't know where to start, and I definitely resonate with that. You can go to open homes, you can get finance, you can do any number of things on your property journey, but what we're going to try and do with this podcast is show you what best practice looks like and just, like, reduce the confusion and say, just start here, then here, then go here. Because, honestly, half of the battle is just knowing what to do and in which order. So, personally, for me, I started from a very different place that probably isn't that helpful for the audience listening because I had that experience in banking and law so I understood what options were available and I was actually trying to make the journey easier. So I did a lot of the work first so that when I then went and bought my first property, I understood what what best practice looked like or what the ideal kind of version of events would look like. So a lot of that was actually learning and understanding first and we'll go into that as being a really key element of of starting on your property journey and then moving into understanding what you can afford and, and your finances. What about For you sure. though, Deej? I mean, you you obviously yeah. haven't kind of probably done the, the research to build a platform before you've bought the property. No. You've gone and done you know, the, the learning and the property DPM purchase at stuff. the same time. Yeah. yeah, right. So for me, it was basically, yeah, talking to a, luckily a friend of mine who um, was already a pretty avid property investor, so he did give me some good tips and did put me in touch with a broker as well who sort of, you know, got pretty upfront with me in terms of understanding what the whole financial scenario looked like. But admittedly, yeah, just there was so much jargon and so many pieces of information I needed to bring all together in, in one place that I just didn't know, honestly, where to start. And it was pretty confusing, admittedly. So that's why I'm really keen to talk to you, you know, get a bit of a breakdown for the audience as to what are some of the practical step-by-step processes when it comes mm. to purchasing a property, what should you consider and how slice, you know. And when you that. say audience, do you mean like fans or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We're going to come up for an, <laughs> a, a nickname for you guys. Oh, are we? The piece. I love I that. coming. Okay. Sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're gonna, not going to come in too hot though. Let's just go <laughs> let's, straight let's, into. Let's build in a, a community first. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, stay humble. Thanks, producer yeah, Mike. Producer Honestly, Mike. humbled by the property journey as is because it <laughs> is such a humbling journey. Yeah. But ultimately, I think when, you know, that big question, a lot of the customer feedback is, I don't know where to start. It is overwhelming. This is not for me. It's not achievable. So this episode today is actually about kind of saying, hey, let's just let's leave kind of that at the door and come in with an open mind about what property looks like. And then if you believe it's unachievable, you know, then we can talk. But I think this episode is really important to to canvas where we want to go and we want to provide an understanding of what that journey looks like and open that door so that people can come on the journey and build that confidence that, that they need because it's, it is actually attainable or achievable to buy property with, you know, 20 grand. Um, and I know there's still a barrier to that, but can, how can you get to that first 20 grand? How 
how can you get into that property? Right. So I guess the the key thing about this episode is what does that journey look like? Because where you should start, if you don't know where to start, is to understand what you're even doing, what that journey looks like. And so there's six steps, that's what Slice has done. We've narrowed it down to six key steps to the whole buying journey. Great. The first step is to learn about the journey. So yay, you're doing that right now. Thanks for listening. Welcome. But it's literally just understanding those steps, understanding that property is achievable because there are so many barriers and there's so much noise. And we're going to break that down and make it easier for you. Step two is to look into your finances. So how much are you earning? Uh, how much can you afford? What other options are available for you if you can't, you know, go in by yourself right now? Step three is to look at the legals. So both the legals in terms of what a good property looks like based on the documentation, but also more importantly, if you're buying with anyone else, which most people are, whether it's a partner, a family member, a friend, um, how are you managing that? How are you protecting yourself, protecting your investment, and protecting your relationship? So we'll jump into the legals as well. And then the fourth step is about finding the property. So comparing different types of property, what's right for you, your values, and also what's going to make a sound investment. And then we're moving into managing property. So that's kind of who's contributing what, what kind of transactions are happening over time as your circumstances change and how are you managing that? And then the final step is actually selling the property because you can't buy a property if you don't know what you know the end-to-end -end journey looks like. Yeah. So we'll be really focusing this first season on kind of a few of those steps, which is sort of one to, to four, which is the the actually learnings around what that journey looks like, the finance, the legals, and then finding the property, and then we'll dive into sort of managing and selling at a later date. But I think step one is actually just having listened to this massive spiel <laughs> around what that journey looks like, because yeah. that creates some comfort to be like, oh, okay, we, we're gonna approach this in a really kind of methodical yeah, and- high level. Yeah, broken down way though, step by step, and each podcast will will dive into some of the issues that we encounter at each of those six steps to, to purchasing and selling your home. Perfect. No, that sounds really approachable. Uh, I think another point we wanted to cover off today was something that you've just already mentioned, the whole values piece, understanding your own values when it comes to purchasing a property, what's a priority to you and or your partner, friend, family member who you might be going in with as well. Um, can you break that down a little bit? Yeah, so I think, I mean, I'll throw this back to you in a moment because I, I know that you've had your experience in the space too, but I think it is when you're investing in anything, like if you have been listening to some of the amazing podcasts around finance, uh, you need to consider is it a sustainable investment or what are your what are your values or your drivers and motivations for investing in something? Obviously making money is one very valid reason, but there might be other factors at play there. So in the same way that you consider those with stocks and shares, um, it is as valuable, if not even more valuable to consider what's right for you with that, that investment. So do you want to live in the property? 
do you want it to be an investment property? Do you want the rent to pay the mortgage? Uh, do you want to use it as a stepping stone to buying your own home if you are buying with someone else? Therefore, maybe you want to sell within you know, a, a five-year period if you're buying with someone else. Or would you rather buy something you know, in a different location? So we'll get into more detail around our personal <laughs> experiences throughout yeah. the podcast, but... You know, I bought in Raglan because I wanted freehold and I wanted a particular type of property. And so, yeah, I wasn't living in Raglan at the time, but but my values drove that decision making. And I think, yeah, probably similarly for you, and this will probably be an ongoing theme throughout the podcast, what were your values that drove you into property and how did that impact kind of your property purchase? Yeah, yeah. For me personally because I was trying to go in largely myself. Um, It was a financial goal, mostly, so really saw it as an investment. Um, I wasn't looking at it like I'm wanting to have a family home with my partner and things. It was, um, yeah, purely like, okay, this is like trying to diversify my investment, like portfolio, so to speak. Um, Something that, you know, I had a long-term mentality on and something that I could, yeah, hopefully get some returns over the long-term on. So I've treated it as that and so, the property that I purchased, gosh, nearly a year and a half ago now, um, that's property managed out and, you know, it's, it's, it's a rental, so it is purely an investment. And that, that could change. Um, you know, that's, I think, maybe the beauty of a long-term hold, that these properties, if you're looking at it yeah, at one point, yeah, you can chop and Try different things. Like you can sure. Airbnb, you can rent it out, you can live in it. But I yeah. guess, yeah, knowing your values just... It's the same if you're trying to find a job. It's the same if you're investing in shares. You should always start with that. So I guess the outcome of today's session is sort of, yes, we acknowledge that it's overwhelming, that most people don't know where to start. And that's, we talked about our why, but Mm. that's kind of your why, I think, based on the customer feedback is that it's super challenging. So hopefully by saying, hey, these are the six steps, we're going to take you through each of those in detail over the, the coming season exactly. uh, and seasons that, yeah, that will demystify some of what that journey looks like. And then also acknowledging that before you even bother with anything you do in your life, <laughs> I'm going so deep right <laughs> yeah. now, but you know, like you should always <laughs> assess your values and understand yeah. what those drivers are because whether it's shares, property, or a job or any other key decision in your life, you need to know what you're trying to achieve. And so, yeah, understand the journey, that's step one. Understand your values and your motivations for for joining that journey and joining this community is is a part of step one too. And then in the next episode, we'll be pushing into your finances and and how much you, you have and therefore what options are available for you with property investment. Perfect. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to diving into the realities of a deposit and how much you need to, you know, summon up. So that'll be an exciting one. Thanks, Moss. See you next time. Thank you for joining our community. Buying property isn't easy, but listening in will get you one step closer on your journey. Please leave an Apple or Spotify review and provide feedback so we can improve your experience. Join our Facebook group, A Safe Space to Learn Together, or follow us on Instagram at slash to buy. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to touch on, you can email us at hello at slicetobuy.com. A quick reminder, Slice the Podcast does not provide personalised investment advice. 
We are not acting as financial advisors or taking into account your circumstances. To get personalised advice, join us at slicetobuy.com and engage with our partners who can act as your financial advisor or lawyer and support you with your specific needs.